Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of the Jadava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Let's be honest, not so happy Monday afternoon to everybody, uh, whether you're listening in a car, uh, in a bar, or anywhere else. Uh, thank you for listening to the Jadava Show. Big weekend in the NFL. A couple of huge quarterback matchups this past weekend. Uh, last night, we had Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Earlier in the day, we had Josh Allen. Uh, versus Lamar Jackson. We had Aaron Rodgers versus Bailey Zappi. All the stars were out in full effect yesterday in the NFL with some big quarterback matchups. We'll get into those a little bit later on going over our picks. A big weekend of college football. Obviously, the big game was the uh, Clemson Tigers uh, defeating the NC State Wolfpack in a battle of two top 10 teams. Of course, these days I am being forced against my will to root for NC State uh, and uh, it hasn't gone well so far because last year they did beat Clemson uh, on my wedding day, and then, uh, of course, now they uh, aren't able to beat them. Uh, DJ Uyunglele had a nice game against NC State. Uh, NC State just couldn't really get out of their own way. They couldn't really score much against that Clemson front. Uh, Liberty University won. Uh, they beat Old Dominion. They're 4-1 and one on the season. And, of course, in baseball, the New York Mets, in classic Mets fashion, have choked away their division lead uh, by uh, getting swept by the Atlanta Braves, and they are now trailing uh, the division by two games. They do not hold the tiebreaker, and they're two games back with three games to go. And then there's the Washington Commanders. What a disgrace. Guys, I'm there. I am officially there. This coaching staff has got to go. This coach has got to go. Look, you can go back in time in all of the annals of history, in the, you know, Jadava show history, and all of the different podcast episodes I've had, and where I've talked about Ron Rivera. I'm a fan. Look, he is a great guy, and Ron Rivera, the person, is a great person, and he is exactly what this organization needed uh, just a couple of years ago after they had fired Jay Gruden. They were going through the name change stuff uh, when those former cheerleaders and female employees came out with the uh, sexual misconduct allegations. They needed a level-headed leader like a Ron Rivera, and he was the right guy for the job, and that can be true, but how many times do I have to watch this team early in the season just look completely lost? Ron Rivera in the months of September and October, since taking over as head coach in Washington, is now 5-14 and 14 in the months of September and October. 5-14. and 14. There, It's a slow start every year for this team. I mean, it, it feels like uh, year one. I think they were they were either one and four or one and five to start the year. They were I think they were two and five, two and six to start last year. They're already one and three this year. It's it's amazing. I mean, look how quickly the Dolphins have turned it around with a new coaching staff. In 2019, Washington and Miami were both the two worst teams in the NFL, along with uh, Cincinnati. It was those three teams. Look at those three teams now. Cincinnati, they just went to the Super Bowl last year. Miami, well, the last two years, they've won a combined 13 games, and they look like they have a legit franchise quarterback. And they're 3-1 and one right now with their new head coach. Cincinnati, they look like a perennial AFC contender. Washington, it's the same old thing. 
The Bengals, a few years ago, turned things around after being awful in 2019. Dolphins, awful in 2019, quickly turned it around these last three years. They've had a winning record. They're going to have a winning record in three straight seasons. Look at the Eagles the last few years. The Eagles in 2020 were 4-11-1, one of the worst teams in the NFL. They fired their coach. They traded their quarterback. And with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni now, they're the only undefeated team left, and they're one of the perennial Super Bowl favorites this season. And their quarterback, people are saying, could be MVP. Look at the Giants. They get rid of their coach. They get a new guy in, an offensive guy, Brian Dable. They're 3-1. and one. Nobody picked the, the Giants to be 3-1. and one. Are you kidding me? And Washington, awful in 2019, fire their coach. Look at Dwayne Haskins. He's not the right quarterback. Got rid of him. And it's, I mean, every year it's been 7-9, and 7-10. This year they're 1-3. They're in a much easier division than Miami. They're in a much easier division than Cincinnati. Yet, when somebody gets a new coach, it feels like everybody succeeds with their new guy except for us. What a hideous performance and just a hideous day of football it was yesterday for the Washington Commanders. Before the game, we have an owner who was supposed to be away from the team, by the way, Dan Snyder, on the field taking selfies with Jerry Jones before the game. And the Instagram account is just posting it on all their accounts like the fans should get excited about it. Are you kidding me? Just flaunting Dan Snyder's buddy-buddy relationship with Jerry Jones while he's supposed to be away from the team, not doing anything related to being an owner, okay? it's it, you, Mrs. Tanya Snyder is supposed to be the functioning owner of the team, but you still have Dan Snyder on the field in Dallas with Jerry Jones, just rubbing shoulders with Jerry Jones? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I... It, that right there was the first sign that any fans of this team going into yesterday, if they saw that, they should have just known. Uh, this is going to be a long day. We are not going to win this game. Dan Snyder is here, and he's buddy-buddying it up with the most hated rival's owner. They are just best friends. And the Instagram account literally said, friends and rivals for all these years. Are you kidding? They are not friends. We don't want to know that they're friends. Oh, my God. And by the way, everybody, you know, it's easy to tee off on Carson Wentz. I am still not there on him. I still kind of believe in him because I've seen Carson Wentz play for a few years now, and I know this is a guy that can be good. I mean, last year he was on a Colts team that started 0-3 and finished 9-5. and Okay, it's possible. It's not. I mean, I'm not saying it's probable, but it's possible that Carson Wentz can somehow lead this team to the playoffs. Not even that can somehow win games for this team. I'm not saying the season's over. The coaching staff, Carson Wentz is the fourth, at best, the fourth biggest issue on this team. The coaching staff is number one. I mean, how many first down runs could you count yesterday? Not one play action. I know it's Dallas's front seven. I know they got Demarcus Lawrence and they got Micah Parsons, who many people think is the greatest football player that's ever lived. But, I mean, can you go play action one time on first down? 
Stop being so vanilla and predictable. I mean, this is what, I mean, we used to have Kevin O'Connell. We used to have Jay Gruden. They never saw a first down run they didn't love. Oh, my God. And so coaching staff number one, that's offense. Defensively, you got two guys who have been successful head coaches before running the defense. You got Ron Rivera, who at one point took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl and lost one game in in the regular season all year that year that they went and lost in the Super Bowl to Denver. And then you got Jack Del Rio as the coordinator, a guy who's been a head coach twice. He's been a coordinator for several teams that have won, that have gone to the Super Bowl, like the Broncos in 2013. He, look, and the Jaguars, when he was their head coach, had some great defenses. Even the Raiders, when he was their head coach, had some solid defenses. And the first year he was here had some great defenses. But I have to sit around and watch... Yesterday, as Cooper Rush is running around in the pocket on third and long, third and goal, third and long, whatever, and find Michael Gallup in the end zone, he's got Cole Holcomb in coverage. Or CeeDee Lamb, who has Jamin Davis in coverage. I mean, are you kidding? How many times the last two years now have you seen a linebacker in coverage on a speedy wide receiver? That's Jack Del Rio for you. And look, I know all the tone-deaf stuff about, you know, the Capitol riots, you know, calling it a dust-up at the Capitol. That's just tone-deaf. I don't care what anybody thinks about what happened that day. As a head coach, as a coordinator or a coach in any capacity in the NFL, just don't mention it. Okay? If you have an opinion like that, don't mention it. It's not going to go over well, especially in your own locker room. Should have been fired right there. Coaching staff, that's the number one issue. The coaching staff is awful. The O-line is number two. I mean, Trey Turner, thanks for coming by, but it's over. Trey Turner is not a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. He's a middle-of-the-pack backup guard. I mean, that performance yesterday, I mean, he didn't even block Demarcus Lawrence on, on a sack. Didn't even try, didn't even put his hands all the way up. And then, obviously, Sam Cosme got all these penalties. Charles Leno getting these false start penalties. Sam Cosme getting beat off the line every play, it feels like. Now, I know the last three weeks they've gone against some great pass rushes, but, I mean, come on, eventually you got to put up a fight. And everybody want to congratulate him and say, oh, they only gave up two sacks yesterday when they gave up nine Last week, uh, Carson Wentz was called for intentional grounding twice. That's basically two more sacks. So that's four. And there are a couple of them who got pretty lucky to escape. The offensive line had another putrid day. It's the worst offensive line this team has had in a long time. And finally, the third biggest problem is the secondary, the linebackers. This team, I mean, where is the defense? This defense has forced one turnover all season. And it was that desperation interception that they forced Trevor Lawrence to throw at the end of the game that we actually won back in week one. One turnover forced all year. They've given up the fourth most points in the NFL. They've given up the most 20-plus yard plays of any defense in the NFL. They have the worst turnover differential, the worst point differential in the NFL. Where does it end? This is every single year this team starts off 
slow as molasses. They haven't been 500 or better in week four since 2016. They've been, 2017, start the year, they were 2-2. Two and two. 2018, they were 2-2. Two and two. 2019, they were 0-4. 2020, they were 1-3. Last year, they were 2-2, two and, two, and now they're 1-3. Never been 3-1. and one. Never been 4-0, and oh, let alone 3-1. and one. I mean, how many, they haven't been 2-0 and oh since 2011. They don't start fast at all. If they win in week one, you can guarantee they're going to lose week two. I mean, goodness. It's, it, listen, two different points in the second half. You're watching yesterday, right? You're playing against Cooper Rush. I get it. He's been playing kind of well. You know, he's he's not maybe a typical backup like Bailey Zappi, maybe. Like, you watch Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer play for the Patriots yesterday, and you you don't think, wow, that that guy could start in the NFL. Cooper Rush could probably start in the NFL. Who knows? But they're finally putting pressure on Cooper Rush in the second half yesterday. Late first half, and then during the second half. Late in the first half, after the commanders score that touchdown to Jahan Dotson, who, by the way, has been brilliant. One of the bright spots on this team is Jahan Dotson. He throws up, Cooper Rush gets... Heavy pressure on third down, heaves it up, and is picked off by Benjamin St. Juice. Oh my gosh, another turnover. We finally have another turnover. Nope. Illegal contact, first down Cowboys. They go down and score a touchdown. Later in the, I think this was late third quarter, early fourth quarter. They put heavy pressure on Cooper Rush, backed up at his own goal line. He just throws it up in the air, down the near sideline. Picked off by Cameron Curl. Oh my goodness, it's the interception of the year. And the commanders are in field goal range in a huge spot in the game. Nope. Illegal contact, first down. Oh my goodness. It's, I'm not even going to get into the fact that it's the Cowboys. Okay? And every fan, I mean, I don't care what the fans think. Even if we tank, the fans want to go 2-15 and 15 so that they could beat the commanders twice. But it's every year this team gets off to such slow starts. The defense looks dreadful. And even when it looks good, it's on the field too long because the offense can't do anything. And back-to-back weeks, the offense does nothing. I mean, the defense last two weeks actually played kind of well, especially yesterday. Doesn't matter. The offense isn't doing crap. Carson Wentz is gun-shy. He has no time to throw the football. The offensive line is awful. The running game is inconsistent. They have the worst linebackers in the NFL. They have the worst secondary in the NFL. And in my opinion, they are one of the worst coach teams in the NFL. And these coaches, specifically Rivera, Del Rio, and Scott Turner, need to go. It's over for them. Get it? I mean, it works for everybody else, right? Fire the coach. Bring in a guy that happens to know Sean McVay or has worked with him before. Hire him and boom, you're good. The Vikings did it. They're three and one. 49er, I mean, uh, the Dolphins did it. They're three and one. Brian Dable coached Josh Allen. The Giants were like, hey, Josh Allen's great. You can be our coach. They're three and one. All these offensive guys, they're all great. Everybody but Nathaniel Hackett for the Broncos. Everybody's great. But we're stuck in quicksand, stuck in mud because we got Ron Rivera. After every loss, I mean, gosh, 
Every loss, this guy comes out and says, look, what we have is good. What we have is good. We just need to get better. We need, you know, we need, need to keep chipping away. So it'll happen. Do something about it. You're the head coach. I mean, goodness gracious. Every week, it's like, oh, we have the pieces. We're so close. We're so close. And then the games happen, and we get killed. And he keeps saying that every week, what we have is fine. No, it's not. You haven't had a winning record in going on three years as the head coach here. It's going to be your sixth straight year as a head coach that you haven't had a winning record. What about it's working? I mean, you go for it on fourth and 15 at the 17-yard line, down 12, with like not 10 minutes to go, kick the field goal. You could still, you could still, by some miracle, get it. You want to get points there. But then you don't go for it on fourth and two at midfield earlier in the game. But you go for it on fourth and 15 at the 17-yard line. Oh, but we're so close, Ron Rivera. We're so close. Give me a break. Okay, you know what? I'm going to move on. Because... My, I, I'm just yelling too much, and uh, it's, you know, it's been a fairly fine day at work, and I don't want to get myself too riled up. But hey, listen, the coach gotta go. I don't know if that solves everything. I don't know if you get a new coach and you keep Carson Wentz if things change. I'm really not even sure what Carson Wentz can provide at this point in his career because the coaching staff has put him in such miserable positions and obvious positions to fail that I, I just don't know what to say. I, you know, who knows if it's going to work out for him. I mean, you can see the poorly coached teams in the NFL. You can see who those guys are, right? I mean, you can see the commanders are poorly coached. You're four games in, and you just know. If these guys had better coaches, they'd be better. The commanders, the Colts, you know, honestly, I've been saying it forever. Frank Reich, Chris Ballard, that coach-GM dynamic, most overrated in the NFL for the Colts. I mean, every year they get gassed up. And everybody thinks this is the year for the Colts. And then the games actually start. I mean, last year they started 0-3. This year they're 1-2-1 through three games. Or four games, rather. I mean, even the Andrew Luck year, I think they were 1-5 at the start of the year with Frank Reich. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the same position. Maybe if they had a better coach. I mean, they also have a dreadful quarterback. But play calling, I've watched some of these Colts games, and play calling is is a problem for them. The Cardinals, they're a poorly coached team. They get out to slow starts, it feels like, every week. Kyler Murray doesn't get his first touchdown. I mean, they haven't scored a point in the first quarter of any game this season. That's coaching. That's on the coaching staff because you know what? You got to design. You got, I mean, you got scripted plays at the beginning of games that are supposed to benefit your offense. You should score at least something in the first quarter. Even the commanders have scored points in the first quarter this year like 14, but still that's more than zero. The Panthers are poorly coached. I mean, how many, I mean, you get the best run, the best running backs in the NFL and you throw in the ball more often than you're passing it. And your quarterback's Baker Mayfield. And he is consistently being drawn up plays that'll just have his passes deflected at the line of scrimmage. And Matt Rule has won like a five and 10, five and 11 last year. And now they're one and three. They're 11 and 24 under Matt Rule. Something, and they've had a million different quarterbacks. Sounds like a problem with the coach. That's eh, just me. The Broncos, gosh, is there a worse coach team maybe than Washington? 
than the Denver Broncos? Could they be the worst coach team in the league? They're 2-2, two and two, and offensively, especially in the red zone, they're a complete mess this year. You got Russell Wilson, you got Cortland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy, you had Devontae Williams before he tore his ACL yesterday. Something's not adding up. It's got to be the coaching staff. And then the, the Raiders. They have a Josh McDaniels problem. He's 12-20 and 20 as a head coach. Okay, even though he's the best coordinator of all time. Sometimes, you know, some guys are just better coordinators than they are coaches. Ron Rivera probably is a great coordinator. If he ever wants to be that in his career again, he could be a great coordinator. Uh, you know, he had the 15-1 and cam season, but outside of that, uh, not, a, not a coaching career that would not necessarily give him some Hall of Fame votes. Some guy, Frank Reich might be a great offensive coordinator. Matt Rule is a great college coach, not a great NFL coach. You know, Cliff Kingsbury might also be a great college coach or a great offensive coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett and Josh McDaniels may be good coordinators. But, I mean, a lot of these coaches that start as coordinators and become head coaches, those guys bomb a lot of the time. This just happens. You know, so... Anyway, uh, so my picks, my picks, my picks, my picks. I had a good week this week, yet again. Uh, we were 7-5-2, and two, by we I mean me, because uh, I'm the only one who picks on this show. 7-5-2 and two record this week. Uh, we had those two ties, Minnesota, uh, you know, it was even, it was a push at minus three. Uh, that was a crazy game, and New Orleans nearly sent that to overtime, and who knows if the Vikings score in overtime to give us the win, but... Whatever, I'll take the tie. I'll take the push. It's not a loss. Uh, and then the other tie was Buffalo at Baltimore. I took the Bills minus three, and they won by exactly three. That's why I hate these three-point spreads, because anything could happen in that instance. They did come all the way back. That bet was looking really bad for a while, but uh, they did come all the way back to at least make a push. Uh, the losses, uh, of course, I, I can't pick the, <laughs> against the Commanders. I, I keep picking them. I keep thinking, this is the week. I'm going to be right on them. Uh, but, uh, nope, I didn't get them right this time. Uh, I took them plus three. They lost by 15. Uh, I took the Lions minus three and a half. I, you know, should have taken into account they didn't have DeAndre Swift. Uh, or hold on a second. Minus three and a half. I wrote the score wrong. 48-45 was the final score. So the Lions did cover. Okay, so never mind. I got that right. Uh, this is breaking news here on the Jadavis show. I just realized I actually got the bet right instead of wrong. Uh, there you go. I got Detroit right. I took him minus three and a half. And uh, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Wait, my brain hurts. Seattle won and Detroit was the favorite. Okay, never mind. So, that's right. I, I lost the bet. Sorry about that. That was a brain fart. Got it right. I lost the bet because Seattle won outright. So they covered and won outright. All right, never mind. Took in, I didn't take into account that... Seattle, Detroit, great offense, maybe an even worse defense. Gosh, that defense is rough. They've given up 35 to Philadelphia. They gave up 27 to Washington. They gave up 48, almost 50 points to a Geno Smith offense last night or yesterday. Uh, you know, they gave up a game-winning touchdown drive last week to Kirk Cousins. That's that's rough. I, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's, uh, that's going to put them in a lot of shootouts. They're going to be a fun team to watch this year, but yikes. Uh, I got the Jaguars plus six and a half wrong at Philly. 
Uh, I really thought it looked like it was going to be a tough game for uh, Philadelphia early. They were down 14 nothing. It looked like I was going to run away with that one, but uh, the Eagles are there. I might not pick against them the rest of the year. They're just that good, man. Uh, Jets, I mean, uh, Patriots at Packers. That was set up to be a Packers nine and a half point cover, but Bailey Zappi and the Patriots running game somehow made that a competitive game and forced overtime. And there was no way I was going to win the bet that, at that at that point. So. Uh, and then the Broncos, plus two and a half. They stink. I don't know why I picked them. Uh, even though the Raiders are a mess, they're, they were going to be 0-4 if they had lost. Uh, credit to them. They're back. Uh, and the Broncos stink. Uh, but I did get the Browns and Falcons one right. I took the Falcons, uh, who are low-key a feisty team and low-key a couple of plays away from either being 3-1 and or 4-0. and Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, they, they have... They have surprised a lot of people. They were a few. They've a few plays away from being four zero, and a lot of people thought they were rebuilding with Marcus Mariota, with Arthur Smith. But Arthur Smith is a he's he's not a bad head coach. Gosh, I mean they've been in every game they've played. They they were going to beat the Saints if not for a ferocious comeback, and they made it a game in a crazy fashion against the Rams in Week Two, and then they've won a couple. Eh, they're they're a little feisty now. Uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Indianapolis stinks. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to bet them unless the line is super favorable the rest of the year. Um, and everybody wrote off the Titans after week two, but it's the Titans. They've won the division the last three years, two or three years, two years. Uh, and Mike Vrabel's been in the playoffs all but one year of his career. I mean, he's a good coach. He's been there for like five years now. So, you know, that was that was one that I was pretty confident on as well. And then there's the Giants. Uh, they're better than Chicago. I, I could not imagine a Justin Fields Chicago team going on the road to New York to win a game to get to three and one. I, th- that never crossed my mind. Uh, Zach Wilson coming back uh, against Trubisky. That was an easy one. I, I had the Jets plus three and a half, and they won by four. Um, also, Kenny Pickett made his NFL debut through. Uh, went ten of thirteen for one hundred twenty yards and three interceptions. So hey, as NFL debut, none of the passes hit the. Uh, hit the ground or went out of bounds they were completed to somebody whether it was his team or the other all of his passes pretty impressive chargers uh i took them minus six they're so much better than the texans i had no idea why anybody picked houston um arizona plus one at carolina carolina's a mess arizona has to get their win somewhere and they got to do it against the bad teams like carolina and then the chiefs of buccaneers was a hunch it was a pick'em game because the chiefs or the bucks favored by one each you're basically picking the winner and the Chiefs won by 10. It was not even that close. So now my record is 28-23-3 on the season. 28 wins, 23 losses, 3 ties on the year. Hope to get that record looking a little bit better later on in the season. Uh, if you stuck around to the end, I do appreciate you listening to my rant on the uh, Washington Commanders. Hopefully we'll get some wins. And maybe this rant will be funny to listen back on. I mean, look. The last few years, or a few times, the Redsk- uh, the Commanders or Redskins of football team have won the division or even made the playoffs. 2012, they were 1-2 through three games. 2015, they were 2-4 and four through six games. And 2020, uh, through six games, they were 1-5. and five. Is that right? No, through five games, they were 1-4. and four. Hey, they're 1-3. and three. You, could, hey, you never know. This is uh, Ron Rivera's teams, as bad as uh, poorly coached as they are, they somehow catch lightning in a bottle when the clock hits November. So who knows about that? But uh, 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Jadava Show. We will see everybody on Friday. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Have a great week, everybody. And back with my picks on Friday for week five.